hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dialed In. This is a broadcast where we focus on communication, relationships, and personal growth with actionable steps that you can implement immediately to help you live your best life. I am so excited today to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Burkhardt. She is the first guest in our new Big Life series. In this series, I'm talking with people who are living life in a big way. Now, when I say big, what I mean is they are living life using their gifts and talents, doing things that they love, and running their race. Before we begin, I'll tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle Burkhardt is the owner of Grow by One. It's a business built to serve and increase clients' ability to lead themselves and lead others well. She received a bachelor's degree in science in elementary education and a master's degree in early childhood education from Central Michigan University. She's a PhD candidate at Walden University and do not ask her about her thesis. Her specialty is, (laughs) is assessment, evaluation, and accountability. Her experience includes extensive work in the education and business fields for over 20 years, and she's a highly requested speaker and trainer around the U.S. Her coaching clients span several fields of study and in the U.S. and in the international arena. Her passion for seeing others reach their own personal and professional goals fuels her work as a coach. When she's not studying or serving others, She enjoys actively engaging at home with her husband, Josh, of 17 years, and their three children, Josiah, Hannah, and Eliana. Welcome, Michelle, to the Big Life series of Dialed In. Thank you so much, Bethany, for having me. I really, really appreciate it, and I am looking to have some fun today. (laughs) It's going to be great. I... uh, I met Michelle, it's been, a, it's been a couple of years ago now, and every time I leave a conversation with Michelle, I feel like a better person just because I've been around her. Aww. And so I know today, listeners, you're going to feel that way too. So Michelle, I'd like to start by just asking you to tell us about what you do. And I know we talked a little bit about it in, in your introduction, but what you do, how you serve others, uh, and how how you're living out your best life. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Every time I hear, every time I hear that intro, you know, when you're a keynote speaker, this is what you hear right before you go on stage. And I always Mm -hmm. think, and sometimes I'll even say it when I get up on stage, I'm like, okay, now that you've heard that, let me tell you the real story, right? The the (laughs) truth. 
so uh, you know what? I let me tell you first what I tell people what I do, and then I'll tell you what I really do. So what I do is I travel the world now, um, and I'm a speaker, a trainer, and a coach. So I focus mainly in the leadership development area. Um, my I guess real big focuses are on teamwork and helping people understand how to work with challenging people. Uh, so I get the joy and pleasure of going to all these wonderful staff meetings with very highly dysfunctional teams and kind of fixing it. <laughs> um, I love that. And uh, so there's all kinds of different tools and avenues to how I do that. Um, about 80% of my work is in the education field because that's my background. Uh, about 20% is in the business field. Uh, one thing I found out about leadership is that it doesn't matter which field you're in, all the lessons apply. And so um, I'm having a lot of fun kind of figuring out new audiences and um, quite frankly, I love it that businesses will pay me a little bit more so it bankrolls uh, my ability to do a little bit more in the education field. So that's what I tell people that I do, and I do do that. Mm -hmm. However, the real thing that I do is I travel the world and I help people um, think mm -hmm. and learn how to love themselves and others more. So one thing I found is that people kind of take a little offense to when you come in and you tell them that you know they need a little help thinking. But if you, if you really think about it, um, everybody needs help thinking sometimes, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It might be a project you're working on. It could be, hey, I got I to gotta bounce an idea off of you. Or, oh my gosh, this person's driving me nuts. Help me figure it out, right? We all need thinking partners. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I also found out that, you know, people don't necessarily like to pay you to come in to teach each other how to love each other, right? So mm -hmm. we've got to couch it in different terms, but in reality, I'm coming in and I'm teaching you, this is how you successfully navigate relationships in your workplace. And that to me is, this is how you love yourself and others while you're here at work. Mm -hmm. so that's what I really do. I love that. What a great explanation because sometimes what people think they need and what they need are very different and you were saying you know 80% of your business is education and 20% is in the business field but the thing is people are people are people right <laughs> absolutely absolutely and, and that's the thing the more I travel around the world the more I realize that too people are people everywhere it doesn't matter you know all these labels and categories that we put on each other to somehow quote-unquote understand each other better you know um, the, people are just people mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for breaking that down. So my next question is asking you to talk to us about living big because so I look at your at your bio and I see all this education in there and I see uh, what would look like for many people an education track where you're in you're in the educational system not not from a trainer standpoint but you're in the system so help us uh, tell us your story tell us how how did you get to the point where you made the leap because that had to be scary uh, to, to live your best life yeah 
so uh, I was a, a classroom teacher. I was teaching kindergarten. And then after that, I loved it. Um, but then there was an opportunity uh, in a different community to be a preschool teacher. Love that. Um, and then I was kind of head headhunted to be an administrator. Love that as well. Now, there were goods and bads just as with any job, right? And mm -hmm. then um, I, I realized as I was kind of living inside that system, and I now know that every system <laughs> by nature of its definition is pretty broken. So it doesn't matter mm -hmm. which system you're looking at, it's, <laughs> it, there's, there's broken down bits and pieces. So, um, but I was frustrated. I was frustrated in my inability to be as effective as I wanted to be because of the constraints of that system. Um, so one of the things that I get to do is, uh, in all my travels, I get to travel around to different agencies, organizations, um, early childhood departments, different school districts, and I get to do what I call cross-pollinate, which is I take an idea from this one siloed organization to another siloed organization. Mm -hmm. As I'm having conversations, you know, I might go out and, and um, teach a bunch of, of you know, nurses, uh, something about leadership, and they're like, oh man, I really wish we could, you know, fix this problem. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you should talk to this person over here because they can help you. And they'll say something like, well, they're not in the medical field. And I say, I know exactly. That's why you need to talk to them because they don't think mm -hmm. like you do. Right? So, so that's been really important to me. Um, but I, more on that personal side of things, uh, you know, you brought up the whole fear issue. Absolutely. So, you know, when you're starting out in life, you just kind of follow those predetermined paths that people in your life tell you, right? These, these people, who mm -hmm. are these people? <laughs> you know, your family, your friends, whoever's in your community, um, you don't even realize it, but they're kind of grooming you and saying, oh, you should do this and oh, you should do that. And we like to think that we make decisions on our own, when in reality, you know, you're too young, really, to understand that. Um, okay. So a little bit about my background, without giving you all the gory details, uh, I didn't have the best childhood growing up. Um, let me preface this with, I truly believe my parents did the very best they could with what they had and what they knew. I believe that wholeheartedly, okay? Um, however, they didn't have a lot and they didn't know a lot. So there were situations as a two, three, four, five-year-old that I was put in that uh, no child should ever be put in, okay? So there was physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional neglect, poverty, um, you name it, okay? And so that, you know, when you're young like that, you, you don't realize, but you're collecting all of these beliefs about the world. This mm -hmm. is how you do life, right? And thankfully, my parents had the presence of mind to realize that, you know, what, what was happening, they needed some help. So they moved to an area with family and, and they were able to get some more help. And, and that really um, kind of propelled us. But I didn't realize that college was even a thing until I was probably in high school when a teacher pulled me aside and really just spoke life into me and said, you know, Michelle, you're an excellent student and, you know, you're involved in all of these things. Now, he didn't know the reason why I was involved in everything at school is to get away from home, um, mm -hmm. but he just saw potential in me. And mm -hmm. he said, you, you should go to college. And I was like, I can do that? 
how do I do that? <laughs> and so he, uh, he really mentored me through that process, which was amazing, and I'm so thankful that he did. Um, and so, of course, you know, you go to college and you're like, oh, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to take whatever path, you know, my parents took. So they were educators, and I'm like, oh, that's what I'll do too. And um, I didn't think about all my choices. Uh, and then I graduated, I got married, um, which coincidentally, uh, my husband and I, our anniversary is tomorrow. So, you know, we're really yeah. thinking about our time there, there at college right now. And, um, mm -hmm. and of course, what do you do? Well, you know, yeah, you go find a job and then you start having babies because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Right. And yeah. And I, and I followed that path and I, I, you know, was, in, in education, there is a prescribed path. You find a job, like you get your foot in, in whichever door you can, and mm -hmm. then after a couple years, you get to decide that you want to be in this position. So you finally get there, and you're like, I'm here. And maybe mm -hmm. 10 years down the road, you get into an administration job. And mm -hmm. that's it. That's it. And you hope that yeah. you find a good school district that you can basically live in for the rest of your life. Gosh, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, does it? Mm -hmm. Not to me anyway. Mm -hmm. right. uh, so, so I was living that life. And at one point I was actually staying at home with my kids. Um, I, it, my oldest was about two years old and uh, I had a newborn and I realized I am not a happy person. Mm -hmm. um, I turned into what I call dinosaur mom, just roaring all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I realized, because I, at that point, I, in order to learn how to be a good mom, because I didn't have the greatest role models, uh, I went back to school for my master's because why not, right? Um, this was before Google, so I don't advocate this for anybody. <laughs> you could have just Googled a bunch of stuff, but at the time, like, go get your master's in early childhood. It will solve everything. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, still paying for that. Probably will till I die. But anyway, uh, so I went to school and I realized I can learn the skills and the techniques to help my kids be better. Um, but if I really want them to have the best life, I got to fix myself. So I really delved deep into this personal development side of things and try to figure out all right, this stuff happened when I was a kid. How can I move forward and have the best life possible? Um, and I learned through some of those classes and, and my book readings that I can choose how I want to feel. I can choose what I want to do with life. I don't have to live the prescribed path that somebody else laid out for me. Mm -hmm. And so from there, it was just like, okay, well, if that's the truth, then what do I want? And I, I realized that what I wanted to do was I want, I really ultimately want to change the face of the education system so that we are using more empowerment practices for everyone involved at all levels. That's hmm. my ultimate dream. Wow. That's a great dream. And I need other people to help me with it. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but really, you know, you, you, you said about fear. Yeah, absolutely there was fear. Because remember, you know, when I was a child and I was going through those experiences, what you do when you're really little and you're not aware yet is you collect beliefs about how you do life, right? Have you ever wondered where your values and your beliefs come from? 
typically it's from your first five years and you have no idea that they were implanted in you. Right. And so when, you know, mom and dad are working five jobs between the two of them, they're just trying to keep everybody fed and clothed and relatively safe, and they drop you off at, you know, a neighbor's house, and you know when you go there bad things happen, mm-hmm. you learn very quickly in order to stay safe, you need to be still, small, and quiet. And during that time, that belief really helped me. I mean, it did. It kept me safe. But think about that belief. How does staying still, small, and quiet match with teaching 300 events a year? Right. Doesn't. And so this this deep down kind of, you know, fix myself, find what I want for my life, fix this fear, you know, that was that was a heavy time in my life. Um, I don't think many people would have looked at me and said I was a happy person. <laughs> but I can definitely tell you that I was going through what I consider a holy struggle. And what I've learned since then is that Anytime fear comes for you like this, like you know you're getting ready to jump out and do something, you're taking a risk, guess what? Mm -hmm. There's not only growth on the other side, but there's something really good coming. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I didn't want to stray from the education field because my ultimate goal is to to change it, right? And that's where my credibility is. That's where my, um, you know, my past is. That's that's what I know and so I'm going to stay in that realm however I've chosen to take a path where I have much more influence and I realize that in order to have a greater amount of influence I was going to have to step out of that predetermined role and you're right there's a ton of safety there mm-hmm. but with safety also comes in my opinion a jail cell And Mm -hmm. I found for myself that all I was doing, I wasn't actually walking out of the jail cell when I was teaching. I was just rearranging the pillows in my jail cell, Mm -hmm. making it a little more comfy. Okay. So when I get to go and do such as this week, I've got uh, five or six trainings, I can't remember, all in different places, um, all with teachers because we're getting them ready back back to go back to school. I know that I'm going to have a huge amount of impact on each person that's at that event. But if I were in one school, I would only be able to impact those people that were around me. Right. And so, yeah, there's a lot of fear there and jumping out and doing it. But I'm also thinking about the goals. And if you have a big fear, it's because you're getting ready to do something really big and impactful. I love that. When uh, when we were talking before we started the recording, you said something about overcoming fear that, that stuck with me. And, and you said, you're always expecting the next big thing. If you do that, then it will rise to meet you. That was so good, wasn't it? That was so good. You need to like, <laughs> you need to use that. Yeah, you need to use you need that. To write that down and send it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's so true, though. If you, if you're always expecting the next big thing, 
um, that's one thing that I've realized that that fear truly is my friend because fear actually comes in and sit, if you sit down with it it will tell you everything you need to know to be successful I mean just think about that for a minute it, maybe you're struggling to decide do I go back to school um, do I take that online course right do I get this certificate whatever that mm-hmm. is um, fear is going to come for you because it's a new thing and fear's job is to keep you safe Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. It, you don't want to, um, there's some popular songs out there right now about like dismissing fear and, you know, fear is your enemy. I hate those because that's not true. You know, I believe in a, in a creator and that he created fear in us for a reason. We just have mm-hmm. to use it for the right reason. So if mm-hmm. you know that you have fear around going back to school, sit down and say, fear, what do I need to know about it? Well, guess what? Fear is going to say, you can't do this because, and anything after the because, you write down. So mm-hmm. because you don't have enough time, uh, you don't have enough money, what are your fa- what's your family going to say, right? All of those objections, you write it down, and then you look at fear and you say, fear, thank you for coming. I so appreciate you, and now I've got work to do you got to hit the road, right? And then from there, you look at that objection list and you make a plan for each one of those items. Mm-hmm. That is how you use fear to your advantage and how you move to the next big thing. And the, the one thing that I have learned over time is that you might be in a big thing right now. And that's great. Maybe like some of my clients, um, I've had five clients in the last month who all got their dream job. I mean, I, they just kept coming. I was like, oh, this is amazing. It's just a good time. And so, you know, my very first question when they told me that they got their new job was, oh, that's amazing. Uh, what are you going to do next? And they mm-hmm. all assumed that I was talking about what's the next step in, in making this job, you know, a, a success. And I said, no, 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 no. What's your next job? Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, I just got this one. Yeah, I know, I know. But you need to be thinking about and remember this isn't it. This isn't your stopping point. This is an important part in your journey and it's amazing and you have another big thing coming. Because mm-hmm. if you constantly expect that other big thing to come, then guess what? It will come. And that's how right. you live your best life. Absolutely. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. I, I know for myself, I spent years playing small because that's mm-hmm. what I believed I was capable of. And I know that you and I aren't the only people that, that did that. Now, we came from very different backgrounds, but we have both played small. And yeah. to step out and live your best life, it's, 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 it takes courage. And it takes overcoming your fear. And, you know, when you look back at your journey to to this point, um, what would you tell people that are listening that are, that are just beginning to think that maybe they can live their best life? Where, where do they start? If that's where you are, if you're, you're just thinking like, hmm, I could have something different. I could, I could do something. First of all, I want you to, to sit down, I want you to take a deep breath, and I want you to congratulate yourself. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> many people think that 
well, let's take this for example. I have a dear friend. Um, not too long ago, she uh, had a, a housewarming party. So she and her husband had spent three long years building their own house. And I don't mean like paying a contractor. I mean the two of them on nights and weekends and vacations were building this house. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think that's crazy, but hey, whatever floats your boat makes your heart happy. So after three years, they said, let's let's have this uh, housewarming party. And so we went over and, and they had spent hundreds of dollars on champagne for all their guests. And I was like, wow, that's, that's special. Thank you. I really appreciate that, right? And the one thing I said was, you know what you should have done? You should have done it when you got the idea. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I said, because you couldn't have gotten the house if you didn't have the idea for the house. Hmm. Think about that. You know, five years previous was when they had the idea for the house. If -hmm. you don't have the idea, you can't have the house. If they never got the idea, they'd still be living in their old house. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So right. if you're just Absolutely. beginning to really think that, you know, I might be able to have something different, kind of like when I was in high school. What? Me? I can go to college? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm almost on my third degree here. I, yeah, you can go to college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's all I'm going to get, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> so first of all, celebrate. Celebrate that you are coming to this awareness that you can have what you want. And then from there, it's a matter of figuring out what's the next step. How are you going to figure out where you're going? Um, And that, my friend, is the beginning of a very long journey that I promise you has twists and turns and uh, all kinds of uh, what are perceived as dangers. But again, it's that fear um, and a lot of joy and uh, learning about yourself that I am excited. If that's where you are, I am excited for you. I love that. And I think it, it all starts with knowing yourself and then paying attention to the ideas that come to your mind. I, I just don't believe that we get ideas just so they can be you know, pushed aside. Um, and sometimes there are our ideas are for ourselves and sometimes they're for ourselves for later and sometimes our ideas are maybe for other people to share with other people too and paying attention to that is is a big deal but um, sometimes you can't really pay attention to those things unless you really know who you are because you can't get quiet enough if you're running around trying to be what everybody else wants you to be Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's the thing. When, when I was that stay-at-home mom or, or even, you know, in my education roles, I was playing somebody else's role. Mm-hmm. It was like I had been voluntold for this life. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't choose it for myself. So I first had, you know, on my journey, I first had to come to that realization of like, wait a minute, I can have anything I want. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a scary place because then you have to do, you know, something that a lot of people don't do. you got to actually think and determine what do you want to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think that moment of trying to figure out what you want to do is so fearful for many people. They back off and they never progress in their journey. Um, 
But if you were in that place and you're like, okay, I, I don't know what I want to do. Okay, you need to find out what are your strengths? What are your passions? Um, what are the things that you would do forever, whether somebody paid you or not, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you like to cook. That's definitely not me. Everybody who knows me is laughing right now. That's not me, okay? <laughs> Maybe you like to cook. Maybe your, your job is to do something with cooking. I don't know. Um, I actually went and I took a bunch of tests. So I had a mentor that was helping me out during this time. I did the, the Standout 2.0 test test that's the uh, strength finder strength finders 2.0 yep and then standout is a is one that goes along with it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. personality tests you know i'm I'm kind of a sucker for those find out which disney princess you are on your facebook page that kind of thing (laughs) um (laughs) go for the more research-based ones i highly suggest that but Right, right you know whatever you do to try to figure out what do i love to do okay um the first training I ever did, I stunk. Uh, so I, a friend of mine had said, hey, Michelle, you know, you make a great administrator. I'm sure you would make a great trainer. That's such a silly comment. I, I was horrible. I went, it was a two-hour training. I was supposed to be, uh, you know, using the whole time, and I was done in 10 minutes. And I had these women sitting there in the room with me and 20, 30, some of them 40 years in the field. And they're looking at me like, uh, yeah, is that all you got, kid? It's like, mm-hmm. yes, I guess that's all I got. You want to talk about fear. That was not fun. And I kind of stuck it out with them. And I was so glad. They were so gracious. They really were in giving me all kinds of tips about how I could do my job better. Um, and that, but that's when I made the decision that I want to be the best speaker and trainer I can possibly be. Um, I didn't say, you know, best speaker in the world or I want to be paid this amount of money or anything. It's, it's I want to be the best speaker and trainer I possibly can be. So mm-hmm. I have no idea what that means. I just know that I, every single time I, I do an event, I, first of all, I have a, a goal. I have something I'm working on. So right now, I am working on the skill of practicing a powerful pause. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> so uh, I'm working with my coach, and I'm tracking when I'm doing an event how many powerful pauses I'm using. Now, not to be annoying, but, you know, putting them in there correctly. And, and, and I'm learning as I do this. Right? And after each, each session, I, I do my reflection and I think, okay, I'm going to do another training tomorrow. How can I be better tomorrow? And so it's this constant walking out of my journey. I, I told myself a long time ago, I will only arrive at my destination when I die. Mm-hmm. So there, there is no stopping point here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I plan to, to continue to grow into the best version of myself. Um, if I should, you know, have some horrible accident where I can no longer, you know, stand or something, then I'll sit and train. If I should lose my voice, then I will write in some way. Mm-hmm. I will continue to, to make myself better and help others be better regardless of my situation or circumstances. Mm-hmm. Until I die. Boy, I can hear 
the passion in your voice. And I think sometimes when we look back at our our youth and we realize the things that maybe we didn't get, not because the people necessarily were bad that were raising us, but, mm-hmm. you know, just we're all doing the best we can with the awareness that we have. That when you find that thing that sparks your soul, you want everyone to have that. And I think back to that teacher that you talked about that spoke life into you. And now yeah. look what you're doing yeah. every time you talk with someone. It's, and it's incredible. And that's how you change the world. That is how you change the world. It starts with you. It starts with your inner yeah. work, knowing who you are, and, and running that race hard. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, I... I actually was having a conversation with somebody today, and this is especially uh, relevant to those of you who are younger and you're really just starting out your race. I believe that there's something inside each of us that we want to make the world a better place. I truly believe that. We all just have our different definitions and versions of how how that's being done. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not against advocating However, I really need you to to ask yourself, what am I advocating for, not against? Mm -hmm. That's really, really important. Here's why. Mm -hmm. In my life, I am advocating for people to grow. Okay, so if I go into a training, um, I want to assess very quickly, where are you at in relation to the topic of what I'm bringing, and I'm constantly making changes in what I'm doing so that when you walk out that door you're at least one step beyond where you came here today I'm not asking for miracles I'm not asking you to be perfect there's no right or wrong way to do this but I do ask you to think be engaged and walk out that door one step farther okay so I am for growth Mm -hmm. okay I am not against you know if you come in a lot of people who don't understand this let's say you're a trainer and you're like oh these people with their cell phones you know what I don't care have your cell phone you know in in my opinion here's what's going to happen I am going to be so engaging that you forget that you have a cell phone (laughs) I am not going Mm -hmm. to be the person who stands up there and tells you you can't use your cell phone you see Mm -hmm. the difference Mm -hmm. before something Uh, Mother Teresa, I love this story. So she, during the Vietnam War, was approached and she said, uh, they asked her to to lead a rally. They said, we're we're having a big rally here in Washington, D.C. We want you to lead it. She said, well, what is it for? She said, they told her, well, it's a rally to uh, fight against the war. And she said, no, I I won't lead that. And they were shocked. What do you mean you wouldn't lead that? She said, I'm not going to... I'm not going to lead anything that fights against something. But if you have a rally that is for peace, I will be the leader for that. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about your journey, I want you to be thinking about what are you for in a positive light. Because my favorite quote of all times by Ralph Waldo Emerson is, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Mm Mm-hmm. If you are thinking about how to change the world in a positive way, guess what? You'll get that. If you are thinking about changing the world, but you have to do it because you're fighting somebody, right? Now, don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. I know that there are injustices in the world. I absolutely know that. 
I just told you about my my history, right? So so I'm I'm not sitting here thinking please don't think I've lived a privileged life, okay? <laughs> but I also know that none of that matters if I want to become the person I need to become. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got to get over that. Um I know that there are things that we need to change in the world, but when you start to fight, let's just sit here for for just a minute. And this might sound like a common sense kind of thing, but the one thing I know about common sense is it's a flower that doesn't grow in everybody's garden, okay? (laughs) So let's just sit here for a minute. (laughs) But if you are fighting somebody, you have to have an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have an enemy, whether it be a person or an idea, then you have made a judgment that you are right and they are wrong. So if you've made a judgment, then number one, who made the judgment? You did. How do you know you're right? You don't, right? You assume you are. But see, you collected the beliefs from when you were a kid. Somebody else did it as well. So in the end could be that nobody's right but here you are you're fighting so you're sending out negative energy into the world so you think that you're out there advocating for you know justice for blank when in reality what you're doing is you're sending more negative energy out into the world so I'm just merely asking you to think about what are you going to be for in this life Mm -hmm. not against because all the things that you're against I can guarantee you came from other people but if you think about what you're for, it's, it's more of a choice. So let it be by design and not by default. <laughs> Great insight. Michelle, thank you so much. I, uh, as, as I have my two pages of notes in front of me here, I kind of put together four big points that I think we can all take away from Michelle today. Um, number one, know who you are if you're going to live your best life you've got to know who you are number two know what race you were running and I'll add to that and know what you are running for yes (laughs) number three when the fear comes know that there's something good on the other side and number four the time is now you don't have to be good to start but you have to start to be good I think I heard that initially from John Maxwell, but I don't know if he's he's the originator of it. But you don't have to be good to start, but you have to start to be good. The time is now. It's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And living your best life is a lifelong journey. So, wow, Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. I know that there are listeners that are going to want to connect with you and follow you and learn from you. What's what's the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, so currently the best way is to go to my website. Um, There is a contact spot on the website, so it'll go right to my email. Um, So the website is growby1, so it's G-R-O-W-B-Y and the number one, growby1.com. So just go there, check out the website, send me an email, we'll connect. And, oh yes, and I have a podcast. So if you're a podcaster, I'm assuming you are, you can also connect to my podcast as well. 
Um, the title is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. Perfect. Now I'll be sure I post all this on the episode description on my podcast as well. Um, any, any closing thoughts, Michelle, before we wrap up? Start today. <laughs> There's absolutely yeah. no reason why you should wait. Um, I, I tell people all the time, there are so many people that I know in my life that are uh, what I consider shelf-help people. So they'll buy all the self-help books, they may even read them, but they put them on the shelf and they help no one, okay? I don't care if you read a book or not. I don't care if you listen to a podcast or not. I don't care what you do. You can literally, you know, have an interaction with your, your loved one and you can sit back and reflect on that interaction and say, what have I learned about myself based on what just happened? You can mm-hmm. learn from anything, everything, and anyone. But the point is, you have to start now. Don't let life just happen to you. Start now. Excellent. Michelle, thank you so much for being here and sharing just a small portion of your best life journey with well, us. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I love doing this. I mean, I, there's several things that I'm sure you wrote down that y- you need to send to me because I'm like, wow, as I said it, well, that's pretty good. I've, I've never <laughs> said that before. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure. So as we close today, please know that I'm here to help you use your gifts and talents, and so is Michelle, to live your best life and to shine. We are cheering you on, and we believe in, in you. Until next time, shine bright live big and stay dialed in.